Hello, I'm Gary Bembridge, and this is the Marketing Unleashed podcast. The Marketing Unleashed podcast, insights, analysis, and practical advice on all things marketing to help passionate marketeers build their brands better, bigger, and faster. The podcast draws on my 30 years of global marketing experience. Join the debate and get more tips by visiting my site at www.garybembridge.com. While there, sign up for the email newsletter, follow me on Twitter, and join the Facebook page. But now, let's get unleashed on marketing. Hi, on today's Marketing Unleashed podcast, I thought I'd talk about product placement. And by that, I mean paid for product play on television specifically. You know, one of the challenges that uh, both production companies, broadcasters uh, and channels in general have is obviously with the huge pressure on advertising budgets, you know, the, the more people are moving money out of traditional television into online digital, uh, budgets overall are being cut, uh, and there's huge fragmentation. So it's increasingly more and more difficult to reach mass audiences. You know, I was just thinking the other day when I was watching some programs on television, you know, they were talking about shows that used to get in the UK, for example, you know, audiences of over 20 million, close to 30 million people just for a Saturday night show. Now, if they get 10 million, it's considered, you know, an incredible ach- achievement. So there's a real, real challenge. And one thing that's been allowed, and I know in some countries it has been allowed for longer, is that in the UK, the authorities have allowed paid-for product placement to start to be explored on television. It's kind of a trial. And one of the big risks and one of the big fears that people have with this is that over time, you know, writers, producers, and shows, without even perhaps noticing the erosion, will start to have storylines, the way things are shot, the way stories are told, influenced by the commercial reality of someone's paying to place this product. Because clearly, if you're paying to place a product that's way in the background and isn't even referred to, you know, it ain't going to attract money. So not, I do believe that, you know, if people are paying a lot of money to put products into shows, they're going to expect characters to interact with it. They're going to expect it to be in shots or whatever, you know. One of the most silly and most crazy examples of product placement gone mad was in the last Bond film that Piers Brosnan did, and I've forgotten the name of it offhand, is that was just crazy because it it almost felt like it was a a series of vignettes of product placements. You know, every time he turned around for uh, or did something, there was a product involved, whether it's his watch, his car. I mean, they even switched from the James Bond Aston Martin to a BMW, for example, and he'd always driven an Aston Martin. But the drinks he had, the you know, it, the clothes he wore, it was just crazy. It kind of almost got in the way of the storytelling. And that very clearly was an example where product placement got mad. It's clearly influencing the writing, it's influencing the directing, it's influencing the way that set, etc., looks. You know, but the other extreme is, you know, the very first example of paid for product placement was a coffee machine in a daytime program called This Morning. But it was kind of bizarre because it was sat on the background. It was on a ledge. It was kind of completely ignored. And I think it was a complete waste of time if it hadn't been for the publicity that this was the first, you know, paid for product placement. I don't think anyone would have even got it. So somewhere in between, there's got to be, a, you know, kind of reality. There's got to be some resolution of that tension. And I think, you know, from a marketer's perspective, we need to really think about what is the role 
of product placement. How do you keep people honest? But also, how do you make sure if you go for product placement, you're going to get something that really makes sense? And I think there's probably two elements where product placement versus more traditional advertising becomes interesting on traditional television. If, for example, you have a new product or you have something that you're trying to get people to understand how do they use it, kind of normalizing product usage, uh, getting people to understand it. So getting a product placed in a particular context or a particular occasion could be really powerful. So when you're trying to uh, establish a new brand, a new product category, helping people understand the context that it's actually quite normal to use it. It's not unusual to use it. So an example could be when, you know, those kind of Nespresso machines were first introduced, you know, getting people to understand, you know, what's this all about? How do you make it? Uh, but seeing it in kind of context may, may be helpful. So I think there's an element of when actually what you're trying to do is establish a category, help people understand what is this all about? Or it could be, I suppose, even something like getting people used to drinking wine instead of drinking beer or whatever. I don't know. So that's one bunch of stuff. And I think that becomes really interesting from a marketing perspective. The second one is when you're trying to set a certain aspiration or a certain desirability to a brand. Obviously, one of the most uh, common examples is fashion houses where they will get certain celebrities to wear certain clothes or carry certain bags. So, they, you know, celebrities are seen in very glamorous occasions, you know, wearing a certain thing or carrying a certain bag. But I think there's also an element of if you're trying to get your brand seen as aspirational or seen as desirable or seen as being used by a certain type of person or a certain kind of group of people, having your product placed and used in kind of everyday settings could add credential, could add attributes to the brand. So people kind of get used to rich people or, or sporty people or, or whatever kind of using and consuming a product. So it might be a market, it might be an adventure situation or a certain type of character. I think that becomes interesting. So when you're trying to get people, first of all, to understand how you use the product or when you use the product, or when you're trying to get a certain uh, attribution or, or, or linkage to, towards it. And again, you know, if you think about it, you know, Lucozade in the UK, for example, when they were trying to reposition themselves as a more healthy drink, they made, went out not only on television uh, showing sportsmen drinking, but they sponsored a lot of sporting events. It's, a, it's the equivalent uh, approach. However, I still something about product placement still makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. It feels a little bit risky. So it'll be interesting to see how, how it plays out because I do think no matter how good the intentions are, you know, if people are coming forwards, and I know as a marketer, I'll be this, do this. If I was paying a lot of money to have my product used to a place, I'm going to expect it to be visual. I'm going to expect it to be referred to. I'm going to expect it to be used. And I think that's a big, big issue. What do you think about product placement? Are you for it? Are you against it? I'd love to hear from you. You can drop me a message on Twitter. You can email me. You can go to the blog, search for product placement, add a comment uh, to the blog post about it. Love to hear from you. Um, so that'd be great. The other thing is if you are, uh, next on iTunes or when you're next on iTunes, I'd really also appreciate it. If you could maybe leave a review or a comment about the podcast, it helps enormously as well. So until next time, hope that's given you something to think about and here's to some great marketing. That was the marketing unleashed podcast insights, analysis, and practical advice on all things marketing please visit my site at www.garybembridge.com for more.
While there, subscribe to the newsletter, follow me on Twitter, and join the Facebook page. And next time you're on iTunes, I would really appreciate it if you could rate and comment on the podcast. So until next time, here's to great marketing.